the way. Current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. The ceasefire in Israel didn't cease for long, so we'll talk about the latest bombings and targets. Has President Trump been targeted for some lawless behavior by our lawmakers? Hey, did you know you've been targeted as unneeded and unwanted? So we want to know what's behind that kind of thinking, and we'll reveal the source as we explore the signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, August 12th, 2022. And like an evolutionary puddle of goo that turns into a living being, this broadcast will pull a Darwin and evolve into podcast 228. Available through Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google, or just cut out millions of years of theoretical development and download the Way Media app or hit us up at thewaymedia.net right now. The only place you can read the articles from this show or ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question, which we've got a good one for this week. That's right. And now here to be our Pat Sajak to the world's wheel of misfortune is Pastor Mark, <laughs> whose wife thinks that he doesn't give her enough privacy. Well, at least that's what she said in her diary. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and which again we're revealing right now. <laughs> Do you have like a book of these or something? Uh, you know, Did I somebody get you a book? Uh, no, oh, no, no. Where do no, you get these? No, I just you don't make these up. No. Oh, okay. Oh my. Oh, no, you can't give your source because they'd be like, "I'm telling you about chicken." Yeah, you go broke and everybody get rich. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, all right, pretty just much. Checking. But the, but some some weeks are, are better than others. Yeah, I, uh, for I mean, sure. The, you know, I wasn't no. sure if you, I wasn't sure if you got that. No, so. no, they make you smile. That's oh, that's a smile. But it's like you want to you want to laugh. You don't want to be there to. Yes, but but it's still it's still, all right. It's okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's the hardest part of my job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> making you laugh. Uh, okay. Uh, just This is kind of interesting. I thought today was uh, an interesting day. Today is uh, Middle Child Day. Did you know that over half of the U.S. presidents were middle children? Because middles are known for being fair and peaceful. For real. For Middle real. children. For real. This is... Th- I'm just... I don't make this stuff up. You, that's funny because I think about uh, one of my girls, particularly in the middle there, um, you know, was was always about that's not fair. What's fair? She's always kind of the fair oh, police. And that's interesting. That's very, very. There you go. You know, maybe she'll be a, a president. I there don't know, you go. Just a referee or a referee. Yeah. That's at a kid's soccer game. Yes. There you go. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. So there we go. Human nature. Human nature. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Pastor Mark. Let's do it. With our articles this week. And we'll head over to Israel, as we do most weeks on Signs of the Times, because there's always something happening at the in the apple of God's eye over there. 
Uh, this is from JNS.org. Operation Breaking Dawn. Some 1,000 projectiles fired at Israel as the IDF targets Islamic Jihad leaders. Yeah. So what's so the ceasefire really didn't. It's ongoing. Stay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's ongoing on, over on there. And you know, it really is. I mean, let me read some of it, and then we'll talk about it sure. in a minute because it does need to be talked about. Israel's Operation Breaking Dawn entered its third day on Sunday as Palestinian Islamic Jihad in the Gaza Strip resumed firing rockets at the Jewish state. Sirens blared in the Jerusalem area and in the southern city of Beersheba on Sunday for the first time since the launch of the operation on Friday. As of Sunday evening, terrorists from Gaza had fired nearly a thousand rockets toward uh, the Jewish state since hostilities broke out, according to the IDF. And again, I doubt it's done yet. We don't know. I mean, again, like clockwork, we see these things pop up every so often. They die back down. They pop up. They die back down. But they are kind of that. It's almost like the volcano that doesn't quite blow yet you see the smoke come out you see it bubble some and it dies back down and that goes on for years and all of a sudden boom and you never know there's every so many years they have a boom and there's a mini war that goes on over there of course we're watching for the major war with russia and iran to come in but you're seeing the same kind of rumblings and yet at the same time i just was reading greg uh maybe just today if not today yesterday tourism is almost back to normal in Israel now, I mean, it's packed over there. Uh, people that hadn't, hadn't been able to go dying to get to the Holy yeah, Land, they're absolutely. all kind of funneling back in. And uh, and so, it's it's uh, again, we're going next May. If anybody wants to join us, you can. Just go to um, a company called The Church, or else go to Inspired Travel and ask for Calvary Chapel in Knoxville. But either way, um, it's, it's, it's going great over there as far as that goes. And so, when this stuff happens, for our listeners that want to go to Israel, or you think about going, when those rockets are flying in, you literally go on a tour, and you don't even know... It's happening. If you didn't watch the news, you wouldn't know it's happening. Now, if you were down toward the Beersheba area, if you went to the Dead Sea and you were swooping kind of low on that region, you know, there may be a blocked road or you may, you know, don't do this right now. You know, I don't know, but it's not dangerous for the general population. Uh, it just kind of stay, stays there on the border. Now, what could change down the road is they are getting in more rockets that have um, the ability to go deeper into Israel. Uh, you don't see that. Very often, unless they're really wanting to start some kind of mini war, because uh, they realize when they do, then the heavy machinery comes out and they just artillery, I mean, and, you know, Israel just pounds them so hard. They, they have to really pay for that kind of action. Yeah, but they can do it now. But most of this stuff, again, it's these skirmishes there on the border. And you're going to see more of that leading up until, again, you see this invasion by the um, uh, Russians and um, Iran and all that. And so it doesn't surprise me. But keep an eye on it. You never know which one of these is going to kind of keep going and do something. But I don't think this is going to. I think it's going to die down. Um, my wife had shared with me when we went to Israel, she said as soon as we landed, she said she never felt safer. Uh, yeah, I mean, being it, there well, it, and you don't and, and you don't have an appreciation for the kind of security. Yeah, that Israel has. It, but when you read stories like this, you understand, you begin to understand why they've got the security they do. That's right. Why you see people, military people, openly carrying long rifles. That's right. That's right. And they do because remember, everybody 18 has to serve for yeah. two years in the military. And when you're off duty, you carry your rifle with you. So you'll see people with their, you know, they're, they're, they're really Israeli ARs. They're not ARs, yeah. but they're the Israeli version, version of the AR. And you'll see them carrying them and you feel totally safe. It's not like some, oh my goodness, they've got a rifle. It's like, no, these are our friends. These are the ones that are trained. They're, they will protect us if something bad happens. And so you see that everywhere, and because of that, you feel safe in the country. It really is a very safe feeling. Well, and I think that also lends to deterrence. 
You Absolutely. Know, when, when you have a presence the way that Israel presents defense over there, yeah. uh, you know, you, you're going to think long and hard before you do something. And that's why most of the things that are done to Israel don't happen within Israel. Yeah. You know, now they've had bombings and things like that internally and suicide bombers and things right. like that. We've talked about that on the show in the past. But I'll tell you what, Israel has a way of clamping down on that pretty quick. Yeah, they really do. And Greg, it's interesting yeah. phenomena in the way what you just said that Ann said and, and the way that I feel when I'm there. You know, there's this mindset that if everybody's walking around the guns, you would feel unsafe. It's actually the exact opposite yeah as a matter of fact if you're at the weigels and one guy pulls out a gun or somebody's acting strange with a knife or somebody's kind of acting weird you know some of the maybe on drugs or whatever mm-hmm. you're really kind of nervous you're kind of looking around you're even in the parking lot you've, if you've been in those yeah. situations it's kind of like this is nervous and who if, if this guy does something who's going to stop him there aren't any cops around whereas in israel you look around you and it's so many people carrying their rifles that you just kind of go, you, you don't think about anybody trying to do something crazy because you realize if they did, it stops right away. Um, I remember, wasn't Fort Hood? What was it? One where the guy shot thirteen people here a while back. He was, uh, it was Islamic. It was a terrorist attack on a base. Which base? That was Fort Hood. Okay, Fort I think Hood. It was Fort Hood. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when we went to Israel shortly after that, it was either I was reading in the news or one of their one of them when I was there said it. They said the difference in America and in an incident like that is in America somebody pulls out a gun and there's 13 people dead before it stops. He said in Israel if somebody pulls out a gun, the most you ever have dead are two. The person that pulled out the gun and the person stopping them because they yeah. may have gotten shot while they're stopping that guy. Yeah. So they said in Israel, if this stuff happens, it's shut down quickly. Why? There are lots of guns everywhere. And so what we see is the more guns, the more safe it is and the more protection. And and the, the quicker things are stopped that are bad. Um, the old joke is, you know, when seconds count, police are just minutes away. Um, and so, so it's pretty much up to you or somebody there to protect you and protect your family. And so we see a lot of stuff that goes really terribly south here. It goes bad, uh, not as much in the south, oddly, but bad when it happens other places um, because you see more weapons in the south. But it is interesting to note that you do feel safer. And statistically, we know from true facts and statistics, uh, societies that have more guns, uh, are there is less violence and less uh, less death, less murder because people have a fear. They realize they're going to be stopped. So it kind of goes again. Your mind goes one way. You think, oh, more guns, more 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 violence, but actually it's the reverse. Statistics show the more guns you have, the safer yeah. it is. And I've yeah. experienced that not just in seeing what happens in those kind of communities, but also even like I said, going to Israel, you just feel safe. Yeah, really quite the phenomenon. Yeah, uh, when deterrence is deteriorated, you have things like what happens in our country as well. But anyway, yeah, very we, interesting. We could go on and on yes. about that forever. Uh, let's uh, talk about America, Pastor Mark. Uh, the big news here this week uh, from Fox News is uh, that um, the FBI had uh, raided President Trump's Mar-a-Lago uh, home yeah. in Florida. Uh, and the tar- title of the article says, Trump says Mar-a-Lago home in Florida under siege yeah. by FBI agents. So well, what? explain all of this. Absolutely. What's going on? What provocation did the FBI have? Uh, who issued a search warrant? Yeah. What, what's going on? Well, again, uh, I mean, as far, it, look, Greg, this is a, a new line that we've crossed. This is something that's, that's never happened in American history. Um, and it was Merrick Garland, who's considered the top law enforcement agent in the world, in, in America, whatever that, that issued the, um, the search warrant. We still don't know if there's any legitimate reason to do it. 
But the, the, the big measure of this, the thing that really got my attention about this is this is a new step in boldness um, against the American people that we've never seen. And really, it's kind of, as I said, the headwinds to the coming Antichrist, I believe. And that is when the Antichrist takes over, um, he's going to have total control of the world. It doesn't matter whether you are an ex-president or you're the president or who you are. If he wants to go into your home and get things, he'll go into your home. There, mm-hmm. there, there will be no one. That stops the Antichrist. And when we see this kind of thing happening to a, new, a level that would you can't believe happened in America, it's so wrong on so many levels. You realize, I believe, the headwinds of what's coming, showing this iron fist of the Antichrist, he will do what he wants when he wants. Listen, and the article, nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States, it says, before, after working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, which he did, this announced raid on his home, he said, was not necessary nor appropriate. Uh, President Trump said it is prosecutorial sorry, misconduct, which it was, the weaponization of the justice system. And that's the scariest thing. Look, if, if you don't like President Trump, you may be excited right now. We got him. He's in trouble or whatever you think is going to happen. But what you don't realize is that this is now, if they'll go after a president, they'll go after anybody. Now, your home is not safe. Your business, your life, the, 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 um, the, the police state, as they say, which the Antichrist will bring in, Greg, this is the headwinds of that. Um, it's an attack by the radical left, they say, that who desperately don't want the president to run in 2024, especially based on recent polls that show there's nothing that can stop him. And again, the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault can only take place in a broken third world country. Sadly, uh-huh. America has now become <laughs> one of those countries. Yes. Uh, corrupt at a level never seen before, President Trump said, um, alleging the FBI actually broke into his personal safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate, he said, where operatives broke into the Democratic National Committee? Here in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 40th, 45th president of the United States. So, yeah, it is a, a, a great, uh, I think, um, inappropriate thing to do to a formal president especially when he was cooperating with them and all that yeah it, it's it, but it's just simply a political attack on enemies like russia does and like north yes. korea these these places like not america but what it shows greg we're not that america anymore at least under this current leadership we are a country like those countries like russia like communist countries where if they have a political opponent they're just going to go do what they want and um and and as i said it goes much farther it doesn't matter about where you stand politically for the president there may be some type of political satisfaction that you get from this if you're for it but you have to realize it is a turning point for the nation when the fbi grant can give warrants yeah. to go after a formal president which there's again so far no evidence that there was any warranting of this whatsoever um and even the fact he was cooperating they could have gone in and worked with them and gotten what they needed it really shows again i think that iron-fisted yeah. Move that spear of the Antichrist coming, yeah. which again, as Daniel describes, he's Absolutely. a beast of iron yeah. that will rule with an iron fist. Now, I know that the uh, Babylon Bee had reported yes. that the FBI was raiding the homes of those that were protesting the raid. So, I don't know if that <laughs> yeah. was... The Babylon Bee. I, mean, I know, I they're great. Guys. They are. They're total satire. But in all seriousness, President Trump had posted something on his social media platform that showed an, an open safe, and the only thing in the safe was the was the king uh, from a chess set. Yeah. Or whatever the whatever the, the best piece on a chess board is. Right. I don't play chess. I don't know. Right. And that's the only thing that was sitting in the safe. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I just thought I, that was kind of funny. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, again, the thing that's so scary about it is not only in the raid, Greg, but they apparently did not let – when they do that, they're supposed to allow your lawyers to go in to make sure that right. they only do what the warrant allows. Exactly. And they didn't allow the lawyers, they're saying, to go in. 
the danger of that is, is planting evidence. Yeah, you could put anything in there yeah. you wanted. Yeah. And if you don't think that our government, and yeah. I think both sides are capable of such yeah. activity, it's not about Republican, Democrat. Yeah. I think both sides are capable of doing something for themselves politically. Yeah. You, you're, you're just yeah. deceived if you don't realize that. And so this is yeah. something that now, Greg, what it shows is the rights of Americans are pretty much gone. It, yeah. When you can do that to a yeah. president, I mean, who are we? We're nobody. When you have been bullied as a nation into tolerating things that go against the foundation of the Constitution, yeah, the foundation of our government, the operation of our government, the integrity yeah. of our government. When you've allowed those things to slowly creep in and through elected officials and employees of the government yeah. that have been appointed, whose ideologies run contrary yeah. to the Constitution and the foundations of our government, you end up with an intolerant government. Yeah. And that's where we're heading. But we know that that's prophetic mm-hmm. from a biblical sense. That's right. And it's acute. we're acutely aware of it here because, as you've said many times on the program, we're one of the last, if not the last, standing governments in the nation. Yeah. Or in the world. In the world. In the world that, you know, operates based on biblical principles. That's how right. The, how the country was founded. That's right. And not into these totalitarian regimes yeah. and these socialist or communist-style Government, right? That is any nation with power. I think there's exactly. a couple more that don't have power that do that, Greg. But we're yeah. the only ones with power. And let me just say this: what you notice historically as a pattern, what you'll see is you'll see first of all the law is put in place, such as the Constitution, and the majority of the people willfully obey it. You don't have to make them; they want to. They they're appreciative. They're glad there's boundaries, and and again they obey it. Then you begin to get more rebellion to that, and they have to be forced to obey it. Yeah, we are now at that place where, yeah. for example. We have our leading officials in the nation will go directly against the Constitution until they lose at the Supreme Court. Right. And once they are forced to obey the law, then they have to. And even then they say, well, we're not going to enforce it. We won't obey it. The last stage is we do away. Everybody's so corrupt. You do away with all law completely. And it's just anarchy. And that's where we're headed. Well, exactly. And when you think about the three branches of our government, when one branch doesn't respect the other, you have a government that's going to implode. Yeah. And, and And the latest example of that. Uh, is the uh, the ruling by the Supreme Court that reversed the decision of Roe versus Wade? Right now, it couldn't listen. It, it, uh, this is not about Roe versus Wade. This is about the actions of the executive branch, right? And maybe even to a certain extent, the legislative branch, right? That didn't like what the judicial branch ruled on. Yeah, and so because of that. We're going to ignore that, and we're going to do everything we can to supersede. I mean, yeah. you're it, that you've just identified a cancer within the body because right. because those three branches of government is the body of our government, and right. it's fighting with itself. That describes a cancer. It does, and again, it's it's like now corruption, Greg, has reached the highest levels. Right and at that point, 
It's just a matter of time. Unless everybody's thrown exactly. out, it's a matter of time. They matter talk of about time. they talk about you know clearing out the the swamp in Washington or whatever, yeah. whatever. I mean, you literally would have to throw most everybody out and yeah, start over. And, and so I don't have a lot of hope that's going to happen. But we do have hope there could be revival and and that God could God Himself could hold things back yeah. and maintain. That's what we we're praying for. Yeah, and not only that too, Pastor Mark. I th- I think that you know when we see things like this, and I know this is you know the antithesis of where our emotions go. Uh, especially for those people that, you know, love this country. Um, but we've got to love the Bible more. We've got right. to love our Lord more. That's right. And, and, and what he has told us has to happen first, but the good things that are going to happen after. Yeah. And the problem is, is that even if we get a reprieve, which is certainly well worth praying for. I mean, yes. who doesn't want a respite? Right. Who doesn't want to hit a plateau? Absolutely. Right. But the truth of the matter is, is that even if we get that, which will be a blessing, it's not going to get better. No, it's not. And you know what, Greg, I'm hoping for? Again, it's kind of a reprieve, but kind of still moving forward. I would love to see God, I would love to see things continue to move forward, but God protect us where we are until the rapture takes place. Absolutely. So you kind of have, it doesn't stop the progress of the Antichrist, but you have that protection where you still kind of have some normalcy of life until the Lord gets us out. Now, exactly. again, you know, throughout history, uh, believers have suffered persecution. We may have to go through some persecution, and it could be some serious stuff. We don't know. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong in praying, Lord, have mercy on us. We're honoring you. There's a group of people in America honoring you, and we're standing with you and your word. We haven't rebelled against you. Yeah. And so have mercy on us until you come and take your bride home. Yeah. Well, and all the more reason that we need to be encouraged to strengthen our relationship with the Lord, that we're purified in that sense because when you look at church history well you can you can see this in the bible as well obviously but when you look at church history in fox's book of martyrs right and you see how these people responded to the persecution only highlighted the intimacy of their relationship with the lord that's right that's right because if you don't have that relationship with jesus christ you're not going to be able to endure that persecution. As a matter of fact, you're not even going to be in a position to be persecuted because nobody's going to think you're a Christian. Well, and that's why we have to get serious about the Lord right now while things are not that bad. You know, Greg exactly. has been said, you, this don't is know, the prep time. you don't know the flavor of the tea until you pour in the hot water. And that's mm. oftentimes what you hear. If you just see that white you know, tea, right. that little container that holds it, you don't know until you pour the hot water in what flavors there. And I'll tell you something, believer listening to us right now, until that hot water is poured in your life, you don't know what fragrance is going to come out and what flavor. And unless we become tea for Jesus right now, so to speak, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then we're in big trouble if it hits. And so now's the time to get serious. Yeah. Good point. Yep. All right. All right. Well, it's a great segue to the coming one world government. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Breitbart is reporting that the World Economic Forum's Yuval Harari is saying we don't need the vast majority yeah. of the population. Yeah. I'm going to read a little bit more of this article. It's not super long, but I want you to hear some more yeah. of this. Again, real quick on the Yuval. This guy's been saying, Greg, these same things for a long time. But what he's doing is this this Jewish professor that is really just speaking the mouth of Satan. It's amazing. Just truly Antichrist stuff coming out of his mouth or false prophet type yeah, stuff. I'm not absolutely. saying he's either, and I don't think he is. But well, boy, he's um, got to be awful close. Yeah, he's right connected. He's certainly in tune with the spirit, spirit if you up, say yes. that. Yep. And he He's been saying for a long time, we have too many people on the earth. We don't need them. You know, the, the part of the World Economic Forum's goal is to depopulate the earth. 
Some have said they want to get us down from $8 billion to $1 billion. Some say they want to get us all the way down to $500 million. Whatever the case, they, they, they say we don't need this many people. They're in the way, and uh, you know, AI and computers and robots will take over all the jobs, and all the smart people will survive. And I want you to notice this, Craig, before I even read this article. This goes back to Charles Darwin. He, Satan mm, yes, used, it does. Satan yes. used him to start this whole mess back in the 1800s, and that is this. This whole lie about evolution, which is a lie, and and has now been proven scientifically impossible. Even scientists, when I tell you, evolution is impossible. Those that are honest will tell you. We don't have time to go into their own quotes, which I won't have time for now, but the point is, they now realize that. But what it teaches is the basic principle of survival of the fittest. And what that means is, if we're stronger, we take out the weak, and that's good for the world long term because the strong survive and the weak fade away, and mm-hmm. that hurts the DNA pool or whatever. Right. And the smarter, if they survive, let the ones that aren't as smart fade away. And so it's this whole mindset of the evolution. So you think about it. If you really believe that with all your heart and, and truly behind it, believe it, heart, soul, mind, and strength. It would be a good thing for the weaker people to die off. It would be a good thing for those less smart to die off. That would be a good thing. And you say, well, that sounds barbaric. Of course it does, because it is barbaric. But if you really believe that, it would make logical sense. That is Yuval Harari. Notice this. Uh, he says this. We don't just need the vast majority. He's the World Economic Forum advisor. We don't just. We just don't need the vast majority of the population. He said this just last week in a, in a in a TED. He wasn't doing a TED talk, but talking to the guy that does the TED talk. Close enough, yeah. He said, you know, uh, given modern technologies, uh, human labor, economically and militarily, it makes people redundant. Because we don't need people anymore. Harari's remarks were made with an interview with Chris Anderson, the head of the TED published on Tuesday. He assessed widespread contemporary disillusionment about common people. We don't need them <laughs> as being rooted. He said, and the common people, notice this, Greg, he said the common people are rooted in fear because they feel they'll be left behind in a future run by smart people. So he's saying common people are dumb. And then he goes on to say such fears are justified. He added, giving his projection that the emerging technologies will displace economic needs to many categories of existing work. And before I read some of his quotes here, um, do you remember who it was, Greg, that Jesus came for and that said, heard him gladly? I was just I was just trying to look up the verse on that right yes, now. It says the common people yes. heard him gladly. <laughs> Jesus That's went funny. for the common people yes. because the, the ones who thought they were smart were so arrogant they couldn't be saved. So what he's saying is, I want all the arrogant people that can't be saved to, to take over the earth, and all the people that God loves, let them all die. No, that's not how it's going to work, Mr. Harari. As a matter of fact, you may drive your Harari Ferrari and think you're so smart, or whatever the case might be, with all your money and brains, but you're going to be judged by God Almighty, and it's going to be the common people that maybe don't brag about their smarts, and probably are just as smart or smarter in their own way than you are, and God's going to save them and bring them into the kingdom. Yeah. He says this, a lot of people, since they're being left behind and out of the story, even if their material conditions are relatively good in the 20th century what was common to all the stories the liberal fascist communists is that the big heroes of the story were the common people not necessarily all people but if you live say in the soviet union in the 30s life was very grim when you looked at the propaganda posters on the walls they depicted a glorious future and you were there you looked at the posters and it showed steel workers farmers in heroic poses as the obvious future Now, when people look at posters on the walls or listen to TED Talks, they hear a lot of these big ideas and big words about machine learning and genetic engineering and blockchain and globalization, and and they simply are not a part of that. They're no longer a part of the story of the future. 
And I think, you know, again, this is a hypothesis, but if you try to understand and connect the deep resentment of the people in many places around the world, part of what might be going on is people realize, hey, and they're, they're correct in thinking this, the future doesn't need me. You have all these smart people in California or in New York or in Beijing that are planning this amazing future with artificial intelligence and bioengineering and in a global connectivity of of whatnot, and they don't need me. Maybe if they're nice, they'll throw some crumbs your way and give you universal basic income. Isn't that interesting? He's been saying we need to give people a universal basic income. The World Economic Forum is saying that. Give them video games. Give them drugs. Let them stay feeling good and high, playing video games. Let all their bills be paid for. And then we'll just let them die off while we do all the fun things in the world and take over is basically what he's saying. He says, if you go to the middle of the 20th century and it doesn't matter if you're in the United States with Roosevelt or in Germany with Hitler or even in the USSR with Stalin, you think about building the future, then you're building materials. You're building materials rather are those millions of people who are working hard in the factories, farms and soldiers. You need them. He says, but in this coming future, you just don't need them. He says, now fast forward to the 21st century. The vast majority of the population um, is going to be controlled by sophisticated technology like artificial intelligence and bioengineering. And most people just don't contribute anything to that except perhaps for the, the data that they provide. And he says the technologies increasingly will make redundant and make people redundant and make it possible to simply replace people. Greg, they actually use the term useless eaters. So yes. we don't need to be here. We're useless eaters. We're not running all the tech corporations, the computers and, and the robots can do what we're doing. So basically the elites take over and we evolve to this brand new world where only the smartest and strongest survive. It is demonic. It is evil. And the Lord is going to judge it harshly when he comes back. But again, you can see the spirit of Antichrist working through the World Economic Forum and working through this Yuval Noah Harari. Again, they're telling us what they're going to do, Greg. They want to throw us in cities where we're locked in. They give us a universal income. We have no freedom. They run everything. The smart people are the ones doing it. And us, you know, peons, you know, whatever, the common people. Again, they're telling us that it's coming. And here's the good news for the believer. If you know the Lord, we're going to be taken out of here, and we win in the end. If you don't know the Lord, you have a grim future. You better be one of the smart people. And even if you are one of the smart and rich, you have a short life down here because the Lord's going to come back and take it all over, and you're going to be judged if you don't come to Christ. I mean, this is so demonic. And so obviously the spirit of the Antichrist. I mean, they're shouting what they're going to do. We better wake up. You know, what's interesting, Pastor Mark, when we talked about the common people heard him gladly, there in Mark in um, uh, chapter 12, uh this is it, it this is at the end of this long discourse that Jesus is having with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and they're yeah. challenging him. Yeah. And they're they're trying to they're trying to trip him up. They're trying to see, you know, poke holes in his theology. They're the intellectuals they're of the, the day, by the way. They're ex- the ones that are all the scholars, like Yuval Harari. They're the professors exactly. in Jerusalem, quite literally. Exactly. And so at the very end of this, you know, Jesus is is answering, you know, a all of these questions and he said then jesus answered and said while he taught in the temple how is it that the scribes say that the christ is the son of david for david himself said by the holy spirit the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand till i make your enemies your footstool therefore david himself calls him lord how is he then his son and the common people heard him gladly. I love it. You know, isn't that mad? And, and, the, and the other, and, and the, the scribes and the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were indignant yes. to hear the truth. Yes. 
Greg, remember, this is so appropriate. I'm glad, listen, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. they were the intellectuals of the day. The the only university in Jerusalem, and 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 there were different learning centers around the world, yeah. but the one there in Israel was in Jerusalem. It was the higher scholars. It was these the rabbis, those who were trained. That was the seminary, the Bible college, and the whole nation, again, was around that, so to speak. Yeah. They were the intellectuals like this Yuval Noah Harari. They were the ones that were making fun of these these disciples from yeah. Galilee that were nobodies. They were like just useless, hicks. The useless eaters. They were useless eaters that were hicks that smelled like fish and cats were following them all over town because they were fishermen. And there were nobody and they were laughing. And you think you're about, what do you think you know? You're blind. You're rebuking us. You know, they acted in arrogance. That is the modern day Yuval Noah Harari. And the Lord says, you know what? Those the common people. They're the people that have hearts and yeah. love and intimacy. And he says, you follow me. I have a kingdom for you. You guys are going into outer darkness. Man, there's a massive day of judgment coming. Yeah. And these guys are going to be so shocked and it's going to be look i don't rejoice that anybody doesn't go to heaven i, I hope you've all heard uh, uh, saved i hope they all give their life to christ but if we get to that day and they continue to reject and shake their fist at god it's going to be so sweet to see the common people they've been just mocking entering into the kingdom yeah. while they're going to miss out on everything amen you're listening to signs of the times our weekly look at bible prophecy that we find in the world's news today is friday august 12th 2022 you might be listening later to podcast episode 228 either way thanks for joining us and i forgot to bring up my pot to say you've got mail so I will, right. I will but i will say i'm not going to sing i'm not going to sing it because i can't sing yes but i will say you've got mail okay i heard it at the, you very, did. End. At the very end it came on i know it was a little late but can i tell you something just totally off off the cuff here yes. and nothing to do with any of this but every week not when i talk but when you talk i hear in in my headphones what sounds like the cricket sound from your cell phone. Oh, great. Oh, great. What you're saying is I'm boring. No. Yes. I'm saying I'm who's saying listening? I'm saying who's crickets, calling crickets. you. No, who's calling you? Because don't don't you have a a a, a phone thing? Uh, I do. It does ring, but, ringtone, but it's on vibrate. So all you oh, hear okay. is all you hear. So, so who? Oh, okay. that's what you would hear. Okay. All right. Anyway, I digress. But no, the crickets is because you're saying I'm boring. No. I'm not. <laughs> You're just you're just projecting that on yourself. Okay, well, okay. all right. All right. All right. We'll deal with that self-esteem yes, issue later. That's right. All right. This question comes from Denise and uh we when you submit a question, we give you the opportunity to say, "Hey, where do you listen to us?" because it's always fun for us to know yeah. where our listeners are. Denise, she's great. She gives us East Tennessee directions. I love it. I love it. Because it, she says she's behind the K's ice cream cone in South Knoxville. I can find and you. And we know I, I, where I, the I, K's I, I, ice cream cone is. There's only a few is. houses there. We can yes. probably find you. I know. I'm kidding. There's neighbors. And we wouldn't do that. But that's that's really sweet. I love, I, the, I love the identifier there. I love that. Anyway, Denise's question is titled, Why Study What Happens After the Rapture? She says, there is no question that God will fulfill every prophecy in the Bible 100% accurately. The Bible's description of events leading up to the rapture is so relevant and timely in these days. I am curious, though, why so much emphasis is put on studying what will happen after the Lord's church is raptured. The people left behind are the ones who will need to know all this, but they are probably not the ones paying attention to all the teaching and discussions going on right now. It's questionable whether they will have access to all the podcasts, videos, even books that are out there now, once the digital age of the Antichrist influenced government control sets in. So why so much attention is paid 
to the post-rapture times? Yeah, what a great question. Yeah. And uh, I want to do it kind of in a tiered and kind, kind of, of logical, answer. in yeah. a sense. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But I want to kind of give it to you in a tiered thing. Number one, it's interesting. The book of Revelation is the book that talks about what happens after the rapture. So that would be your greatest reference to find out why it's important to know this and be teaching it. It's interesting that... In the book of Revelation, it says, blessed are those who read and keep the words of this book. So the very first and foremost thing I would bring up is, is the Bible says, if you study what happens after the rapture, you will be a blessed individual. So first and foremost, the reason I want to study what's happening after the rapture and that we want to teach others what's happening after the rapture is because it's the only book that comes with a promise in the entire Bible that says, if you teach what happens after the rapture, And if you study what happens after the rapture, you will be a blessed individual. And I want to be blessed, and I know the body of Christ wants to be blessed. So first and foremost, we do it because God said to do it, and we do it so we can have a blessing in our life. And so that's the number one. The second thing would be, and here's the more practical reason, as we teach what happens after the rapture, we are teaching a lot of unbelievers. And although you said they probably aren't going to do it, there'll be a lot that will. If we teach the unbelievers, they're hearing about what's going to happen after the rapture. Then when the rapture takes place and they see all these things happening, that's what gives them hope to come to Christ now. It's like, all right, I missed the rapture, but now I can be saved. And also, we see Jesus over and over said, I tell you these things in advance so that you'll be ready when it comes. You'll be mentally prepared. Well, we are to tell other people about what's going to happen so they can be mentally prepared. Yes, they missed the rapture, but now they know what to expect. Now they know about the seals and all the things, the plagues and the bowls and all this. You think, well, I don't know that I want to know. No, you, you would want to know. So you could do some type of protection. You'd be prepared mentally and physically in some way for it. So there's the blessing of the Lord, number one. There's number two, the equipping of those who are going to be saved afterwards. And lastly, you can leave a legacy behind by tape by video like we're doing right now about the rapture and about what happens afterwards so that as people are coming to the Lord, then they can, again, grow and study and know um, how to do that. So, again, it's a, it's a great logical question. Uh, but And if you didn't know that God said by studying what happens after the rapture, you're going to be blessed, uh, you might not see the purpose. But that alone is enough for me to study and teach about after the rapture. I want that blessing of God as promised in Revelation. But then I think about those that I know, Greg, that I love that don't know the Lord yet. And if they don't get saved before the rapture, I hope this is a legacy they can listen to and make that decision and then know how to be prepared for the great tribulation. Yeah. And even in an age where she describes things being under such tight control, we've got to remember, too, that God is still sovereign even over all of that. That's right. And God has preserved his word because the Bible says that, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall remain forever. Yeah. And God has supernaturally protected the the existence, yeah. the physical existence of the Bible, yeah. even though we know it's, you know, it's alive and breathing and sharper than any two-edged sword. And, and it really is a depiction of Jesus, you know, how John 1-1 describes it. So... We can trust that God will make available whatever we've left behind, his word, all of that, 
to those that are honestly seeking him during that great tribulation time. Right. And again, I would add something else to that. And that is we see God really speaking to John in Revelation about making sure that he shares this with the churches. Mm. And again, he's speaking not only them, but also futuristically. So he's saying you need to share with the churches what's going to happen before and after the rapture. And then again, we see Paul, because God wants the full counsel of God's word in us. Yes. We see Paul saying, I've not shunned to declare to you the full Full counsel of God, the entire counsel of God's word. So we see God moving also, Denise, through his servants saying, I want my people to know all of the Bible, regardless of whether they're going to be here or not. I want them to know all of it so they're prepared, and then it prepares other people as well. And specifically, as we said, with Revelation, they get a special blessing. And the whole Bible makes a whole Christian. There you go. There you go. There you go. So uh, slogan, make a shirt. Make sure trigger, you're good to go. Okay. There it is. Maybe we'll have that online. There you go. Anyway, Denise, thanks for your question. If you've got a question like Denise, then we encourage you to go to thewaymedia.net or the Way Media app. Just look for Signs of the Times and where you can ask Pastor Mark your prophecy question. And we've also got some frequently asked questions that are answered out there that we encourage you to take a look at as well. All right, let's get into some growing anti-Semitism. This is from ynetnews.com, Canada is now saying the Jews were the most targeted religious minority for hate crimes in 2021. You know, Canada is really not much different than, I mean, you talk about these nations historically that have just gone toward the enemy, Greg. Canada's like the Germany, getting like Germany in the 40s, I and mean, they're horrible. Well, and what's helped to accelerate that, Pastor Mark, is uh, their prime minister. Yeah, Trudeau. Trudeau, who is a disciple. Yep. Of Klaus Schwab the world from the Econom- World Economic Forum. I know you're seeing this is where you see the world working in tandem. You see Greg, it, yes. Which is why I said this is a real sign that the Antichrist is going to be appearing soon because the world's now working together in this tandem. Well, again, we see the Jews being targeted as always. Again, we expect that the spiritual battle is going to be against the Jews, God's chosen people and promised people and Christians. Again, God's uh, bride. It says although only one percent of the population, Jews victims. Our Jews are victims of 14% of the hate crimes. So it's only 1% of Jews that are there, but 14% of the hate crimes are against the Jews. Statistics Canada report showing that 47% rise compared to a previous year. They've almost increased, Greg, 50% since last year. Um, Canada's 380,000 Jews were the most targeted religious minority for hate crimes reported to the police in 2021. The country's official numbers keep uh, were reported on Tuesday. Now, Again, as we said, you're watching Satan really take over Canada and really this whole thing going on there and their leadership. And when that happens, you're going to expect a hatred for the Jews. When Satan took over Germany in the 40s, what did you have? A hatred of the Jews. So when the world gets taken over by the Antichrist, what are you going to have? That same spirit of Satan, a hatred of the Jews, and also a hatred of the Christians that won't get in line uh, with people yeah. that are also fighting against the Jews or fighting against God. And sadly, some in the church give in from fear and go along. And so doesn't surprise me. No. But again, it's heartbreaking. Yep. Zechariah 12 is going to keep happening toward the end. We're getting closer. And so, again, we have to keep our eye on it. Yep. And we have to report on yep. it. Yep. Yep. That's right. Just like we have to report on pestilence, plagues, disasters, and heavy on the corruption. Yes. If pestilence, plagues, and disasters were the noodles, then corruption is kind of like the hollandaise sauce or whatever that you pour all over. You're making me hungry. Sorry. In a prophetic way. In a prophetic way. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I wish I had some food here for you later. That's all right. That's anyway. all right. I'm futuristic. I see my meal down the road. <laughs> it's, I can see it. I'm already picturing that meal. It's in the app on your phone. Yes. Uh, this is says here, now they are literally bowing down and worshiping Baal 
right in front of our eyes. Now, you showed a video last yeah. week of this, so I know this is why this article is included. So why don't you share this? Yeah, this, this is, is amazing. Let me read some of it. Now, I'm going to even talk about how this has been building yeah. up. Because you could look at this kind of thing, Greg, and think, ah, come on. No, this has been building for a long time, and it's not getting any less. During the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England, on July 28th, that's just not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago, a giant mechanical bull with glowing red eyes, was rolled out into the center of Alexander Stadium. The bull was approximately 10 meters high. Uh, it took more than five months to build. It was given the nickname the Raging Bull, uh, and it absolutely dwarfed all the human participants that were involved. It was it was gigantic. If you hadn't seen mm-hmm. it, you need to go it was see big. this. Yeah. The hero of the opening ceremony, a character known as Stella, I don't know why Stella was the hero, but I'm sure there's a reason behind that, <laughs> calmed the creature down, and then all the human performers gathered around the giant bull and literally began to bow down and worship it. We have so much to talk about just saying. I know. <laughs> a total of 72 nations participated in the Commonwealth Games. And so this opening ceremony was being viewed on countless television screens all over the planet. The symbolism in this ritual was well-planned in advance. The organizers knew exactly what they were doing. The bull has always been a symbol of the ancient deity from the Middle East known as Baal or Baal. Uh, According to Christianity Today, in artistic depictions of archaeological vines, Baal took the shape of a bull or a ram. It was the god, apparently, according to the Canaanite uh, uh, worship, that defeated El and had associations with the sun and thunder. And of all the foreign gods of the Israelites came in, that they came in contact with, they, they struggled more with that when they followed Baal more. There was also Molech, they said, which was shown by a bull as well. Believe that the idols of Molech were giant metal statues um, with a bull's head, a man with a bull's head. Keep that in mind, a man with a bull's head. And they had a hole in their abdomen. They would they would stoke this fire and burn their babies alive in yeah. the belly of this. Again, we talked about the relation to abortion yes. today, and it was supposed to bring good family. I mean, good good prosperity and good uh, you know blessings to the family. And what they tell you today: have a baby, it'll go good for you because you can't afford it. Whatever. Same spirit behind yes. it, but just done a different way. And at the end of it, some women got up and rode the bull. Now, there's so much going on here. First of all, we have the imagery of of. This has been building up for a long time. Let's back up. You see all the imagery of the European Union. They've used a bull as yes. their symbol. They've even used a woman on a bull with their symbol. Now they had these all over the nation build these bull statues. Now they have this giant bull come into their games. And remember, in Revelation, Greg, it talks about the imagery of the revived Roman Empire. The symbol is a bull with a woman riding it. A woman riding a beast. The woman represents the worldwide religion of the day that the bull's putting up with for a while. It'll be that one world religion after the church yes. is gone. Yeah. And the bull puts up with it, but at some point, this animal turns, this beast, and devours the woman, showing the Antichrist will not put up with this religion thing very long. He'll totally do away with it and say, I am God, and destroy the, the religious world system other than bowing down to him. And it's symbolized by this bull. Now, there's a couple, one other thing I want to say before I go further on this. Okay. The Bible talks about this iron beast, that the last days revived Roman Empire is represented by this iron beast with iron claws stomping and trampling everything in its way. In other words, taking total control, and if you get in our way, we will crush you. Kind of going back to the whole raid on the president's home, that same spirit. No one can stop us. We will crush anyone in our path. We'll do whatever we want. And it's going to be a worldwide thing. There's no man on earth they fear. There's no organization. It is going to be the Antichrist leading it. We take over. We rule. It's this kind of thing. Now. Why is this especially interesting to me? When Jews, when they came out of, of Egypt, what did they worship? They worshiped these calves, these bulls, these calves, whatever. Uh, they in their, the, the nations around them you know, got into Moloch worship and into um, 
not just Moloch worship, but again, we talked about, uh, again, um, you know, Baal or whatever. This is interesting, Greg, because you see this now coming up in Europe. You see the world now giving honor to this symbolism. When Satan fell, what did he say? I want to be like God. I will exalt to the highest sides of the north and be like God. He couldn't say he'd be greater than God because he knew he couldn't be, but he said, I'll be like God. Many people don't realize that one of the faces of Satan, and apparently the face he likes the most, is the face of an ox or a bull. Hmm. Now, Mark, where are you getting that? The Bible says that the cherubim surround the throne of God. The cherubim, Satan was a cherubim. He was the cherub that covers. So he was one of the cherubim. Now, there's different kinds of angels. We don't know how all of them look, but specifically the cherubim have four faces. The face of a man, the face of an eagle, the face of a lion, lion and, and the, the face, face of a of bull. A, of a or bull. An ox. Yeah, yeah, an ox or yeah. a bull. Yeah. Satan has the face of a bull. And I look at it. Why is it he uses, I believe this is Satan manifesting throughout world history, the worship of him. You will bow down to me, the bull, the ox. I am the one you worship. You bow down to me. And so the beast is represented by the ox because yeah. it is really representing Satan. Yeah. And why wouldn't it be the other yeah. three? I think because the lion well, represents Jesus. The lion of the tribe of Judah, eagle. Yes. For in other the, words, the only the reference one that, to eagles in the Lord and man made in his image. That's right. The only yes. one that God will allow Satan to use Amazing. of his, of his yes. four faces. You can't say Satan's two-faced. Yeah. You can't. He's four-faced. He's four-faced. But the only face that God allows mankind to worship Satan through is yeah. what? The face of the ox. It's been throughout history. Yeah. It's happening again in the revived Roman Empire and all their symbolism in Europe. And now literally they have, I believe, in a sense, Satan prepping the world and almost this kind of Satan worship coming in in the honor of their games. They don't even know it. Some of them may know it. Some of them don't care. Some of them do know it. But it's amazing how blatant Satan is like in the world's face saying once again, just like they bowed down throughout history to all these bulls in Egypt. Out of Egypt, in Israel, they're going to bow down to me again. This is my face. I'm the one behind it. And I will say it's a lot of bull that's there behind all that. Yes. The enemy, if you will. But great, it's amazing to watch it just resurfacing. And you know what just comes to my mind when you said that, too? And the articles that we've been covering as of late regarding uh, let's do away with eating meat. Yeah. And meat primarily coming from cattle. And in, Interesting. in, in, in India, yep. they worship the, the cow. Bull. And why the would bull. they do that? Against Satan worship. And, yeah, and I can see how there would be a coordination of yes, that happening and right. now a turning of the world to, no, 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 we can't eat that. That's too sacred. That's right. Anyway, that, I, just, that, I think it's very, very interesting. It is very interesting. Let's watch we'll this. see what develop. happens. Listen to the last part of the article. Yeah. It says, um, unfortunately, the vast majority of the population is still dead asleep to what's going on. They have no idea what the elite are doing, um, even though it is happening right, right in, in front, front of, of their eyes. Yeah. That's a great depiction of some spiritual blindness I mean, right there. Greg, the beast, the wow. iron beast that crushes everything, the whole symbolism yeah. of, of the face of Satan and the ox. It is happening worldwide. It's in our face. Some get it. Some don't get it. It is going to be going on for thousands of years. And here we go again. Yeah. Unbelievable. Fox News Pastor Mark reporting on it. Just a truly sad story here. Uh, 80-year-old Washington State woman banned from the YMCA after demanding a trans employee leave the locker room. Yeah, basically but, she was banned for doing the right thing. For doing the right thing when you read this article to find out exactly what was going on. Yeah, remember God says in Romans 1, it's an abomination uh. for a man to... 
to be like a woman or a woman to be like a man. This woman made a stand, and of course, in today's world, she's going to be singled out. An 80-year-old Washington State woman was permanently banned from her local YMCA pool after demanding that a transgender employee leave the women's locker room. Now, first of all, let me just say, at least she's 80, and they can't take much of that away from her as far as the YMCA, even if she lives another 20 years. you know. But either way, listen to what it says, and I quote, I saw a man in a woman's bathing suit watching maybe four or five little girls pulling down their suits in order to use the toilet. This was in the bathroom. Uh, Julie Jamin recalled of the July incident to Seattle radio show host uh, Dory Monson on Friday. And I quote, I asked if he has the parts of a man, and he did, and he said, he, he said it's none of your business. I told that man to get out right now. Good for that 80-year-old grandma. She should have taken her cane and whacked him upside of the head. And you know what? Maybe she I don't think she even had a cane. Apparently, she seemed to be pretty strong. But either way, um, good for her. And shame on the YMCA for allowing this. Again, you're putting a pedophile right there in the bathroom with these little girls. It makes me angry, and it's evil, and it's wrong, and good for her. And, you know, God bless this woman that had the boldness to do the right thing. When it, Sadly, in our culture today, even many men don't have the boldness to do the right thing. Yeah. All right, Pastor Mark, uh, this article here from NBC News, you'll have to explain the connection to everything here. Uh, nuclear disaster fears grow at Ukraine's uh, Zaporizhia plant. Yeah, yeah, I'm, sure I, mis- one, yeah. I'm sure well, I mispronounced say, that. Let's just say they're the Ukraine's uh, nuclear plant. There you go. There you go. Uh, United <laughs> Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres called for international inspectors to be given access to the sprawling nuclear site as fears of a disaster grew after the weekend strikes left the plant damaged but still operational. And I quote, any attack to a nuclear plant is a suicidal thing, he said Monday in Tokyo. Uh, By the way, where Godzilla came from, from a (laughs) nuclear accident. I mean, they have some history here. They know what they're talking about. Um, After a ceremony in Hiroshima to commemorate the 77th (laughs) anniversary of the world's first atomic bombing, Russia Russia and Ukraine... Pastor Mark blending movies and prophecy Uh, together. Well, you know, you see something, come on, Godzilla's right there in your face, you still don't get it. Russia and Ukraine have traded accusations over who is responsible for attacks on the plant, which is the largest in Europe. Let me just say, again... Here's the bottom line. You look at this kind of thing, Greg, and you say, and what's the, what's the relation to this? Yeah. Again, Revelation 16 talks about um, sores coming up on people's oh, bodies okay, yes, in the yeah. last days. Now, we don't know what's going to cause those sores. I'm not saying it's nuclear fallout, but when you see these kind of things where nuclear uh, facilities are now coming in danger, we know in the last days there'll be wars and new rumors of war. Could it be that some of this is a release of nuclear radiation? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, I also think about some of these things. You see this um, this push to keep on giving more and more of these shots as time goes on. And who knows what that's going to do on the internal part. It could be that as these shots build up over the years, if they keep pushing them, maybe people begin to break out and source from that. We don't know. Yeah. Again, we know it's supernatural. God's going to do it right. either way. Yeah. But again, that's why I wanted to keep this okay. included in here because it is interesting. We don't know what's going to cause those type of uh, sores in the last days where men are gnawing their tongues in pain, it says. But when you see these kind of things, you can't help but have your eye on it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes. I'm sure we'll hear more as the days go by. Yes. All right, our last uh, category of the day, Pastor Mark, is the proverbial good news. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, This is from Christian Headlines. Uh, Auburn basketball team baptized in the Jordan River during an Israel tour, a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yes, yeah, and and, uh, again, players... And that's true. Yes, interesting. Again, they took a trip to Israel. Um, uh, One of the players from one of the college basketball's most prominent teams took part in baptism in the Jordan River last week, an off day um, uh, as part of the team's summer tour. Um, and uh, the Auburn men's basketball team, which is expected to be ranked for the 2022-23 season, uh, has visited multiple historical sites in Israel in recent days. They did a tour, basically, including the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which tradition says is the site of Christ's empty tomb. On Friday, the players were baptized in the Jordan River. And, of course, this is Bruce Pearl's team now. Again, mm-hmm. all yeah. of our Tennessee fans, you former, remember? Former coach. Former yes. coach. Again, you know, while Bruce Pearl was here, they said that, again, right before he got shipped out, mm-hmm. He gave his life to Christ. He's a Jewish man. He gave his life to the Lord. My understanding is is that he made a lot of his mistakes prior to that. He's now been saved. Bruce, why didn't you get saved before you made the mistakes here? <laughs> Maybe we yeah. still had Bruce Pearl here. But either way, he's still a very gifted coach. And uh, now, my understanding is, a strong believer. I, I think he gave his life to the Lord, like I said, here in Knoxville. And some of those that were there said uh, they believed that it was legitimate and real. And so he's Jewish. His roots go back to Israel. I don't know if there was some kind of exhibition game. Maybe there was. I didn't hear the reason they were in Israel. Uh, He may have just taken them there. But either way, while he's there, they go see these sites. And Bruce Pearl is sharing the gospel with the Auburn basketball players. And they're getting baptized in the Jordan River. Amazing. That's just, yes, you're not kidding. I mean, that's just fantastic. I mean, I'm excited for them as a team. I'm excited for um, uh, Bruce Pearl and just his relationship with the Lord and all. And so hopefully, you know, great fruit comes out of this. Yes, absolutely. Hey, uh, before we close, I want to revisit the Yuval Noah Harari article. Absolutely. What we were talking about. Because I just want to share something out of the scriptures. Yes. This is Isaiah 55, and uh, starting in verse 6 uh, through 9. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Yeah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. Amen. Just made me think about that when you know these yeah. guys, and they're lofty, they think that they know it all. They, you know, we, we know so little in comparison. Yeah, and let me, hey, Greg, what a great point to yeah. make here, because I want to listen. I, again, I do believe God can save the intellectual. God can save the wealthy. Sure. But it's harder to save the intellectual yeah. wealthy, because I think they don't need God. They think they've got it all figured out. But we have to realize, if you're out there wondering, what about these professors and these people that that question the Bible or whatever, they question God and miracles, remember this. I want everybody to grasp this right now. I don't care who they are in the world. Einstein, um, uh, you know, Stephen Hawking, anybody else you want to name throughout world history that's considered a, a great intellectual mind, or even those that would say Yuval Harari. The Bible says that mankind fell in the garden. And that is physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, mentally, in every way. Which means this. The smartest that man can be is beginning, the foundation, is a fallen brain. Which means the best mankind can do is start with a fallen brain, and from a fallen brain, do the best they can to calculate the unfallen brain of God. And yet they have the audacity to look at God and say, we know more than you do, we're greater than you are, we figured it out, we don't need you, we'll be God. No, you won't. You have a fallen brain, and all you're doing is proving that you don't know what you're talking about, and how ashamed and embarrassed they'll be on that day. But again, even in that verse you read, Greg, 
and a great way to end the show, it talked about how God will have mercy if somebody will just repent. Yeah. Look, Yuval Harari, anyone else that thinks they're greater than God or can be God, if they will simply come to Jesus Christ, confess they're a sinner, believe that he died for them on the cross, they too will be saved and be accepted into the kingdom. That's the grace and mercy of our God. And if that's you out there today, however you're listening to the show or watching, if you just believe that Jesus died for you and you lay down your pride and your arrogance, ask him to forgive you. Say, Lord, I, I believe that your blood paid for my sin. He'll receive you right now. He said, in no way will I cast out anyone. You'll be welcomed into the kingdom of God, and you'll be with us forever in the kingdom, rather than being judged like those if they don't repent uh, in the last day's judgment by the Lord. So uh, there's still time. Take advantage of that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Warren. It's wonderful. It's a great way to end our program, and we do encourage you, uh, you know, draw to the Lord while he is near. Yeah. You know, now's the time of your salvation. The it Bible is. says that. Yeah. So seize the opportunity. Don't don't buy any lie from the enemy right now that's uh, making excuses in your brain. That's right. You know, uh, get to a church that's near you that you know or have heard that's teaching the word of God. Yeah. And it may be a fallen brain, but it hasn't fallen so far that the Lord can't reach it. Amen. 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 Thewaymedia.net or the Waymedia app is where you can get all things Signs of the Times related or Pastor Mark's daily Bible radio program, Come to the Table, or uh, more Signs of the Times stuff, uh, the growing media library of Calvary Knoxville, or listen to our 24-hour radio station, WIAM, that we also stream online because we've got a lot of listeners across the country that do so. And we hope you can join us next Friday for more Signs of the Times right here on WIAM. Follow.